Hey everyone, welcome to Reactions. Every week we talk about some of the most interesting news stories in Web3. I'm Gary, he's Suresh, and the cute wolf is our producer, D-Dubs, who's going to try and stump us with some news stories. What do you have for us this week, D-Dubs? As always, I brought five headlines with me today. First, MoonPay partners with Time to expand into the digital collectibles market. This is fun. This is fun to see. Uh, you know, I'm very familiar with both the Time NFT project, which is now officially known as Time Pieces, as well as actually MoonPay as a, as a service provider. We've been using MoonPay and uh, some of our projects um, because it makes it very easy for new users to onboard into this crypto world. MoonPay effectively allows people to buy crypto with credit cards and therefore very easily then buy digital assets or NFTs. Um, uh, which is just one step removed from swiping a credit card. Uh, and so MooPay actually hooking up with timepieces makes sense for two reasons. Number one, timepieces is arguably the most successful kind of scaled NFT project that isn't a PFP project. Timepieces have sold uh, quite a bit. I mean, they have nearly 10,000 ETH in trading volume at this point across all of their collections. Uh, definitely when it comes to news, um, uh, products and, uh, and, you know, news publishers, they are by far the most successful of all the experiments, uh, that are out there. They've done a great job. I mean, again, we've talked about this before. That red border means that you put anything inside of it, it's suddenly valuable. And that works in the digital world as well. So timepieces being successful, uh, working with MoonPay to onboard a bunch of new users into this world makes sense. And the second reason it makes sense is because the former president of Time moved over to MoonPay in January. His name is Keith Grossman, uh, a veteran of the media world, um, someone who did great, great things at Time and uh, now is helping MoonPay ramp up as an enterprise tool. So that's tie up. Doesn't surprise me at all. Hopefully it does bring a bunch of new users into the Web3 world uh, in an easy way. Fascinating, right? So when, when Keith announced that he was moving to he was leaving time i was gutted right he 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 announced on twitter he did he did that for three and a half years he really put time on the map so i agree with everything that on the web3 map at least right i mean time was already on the map yeah time was <laughs> time was very much yeah. on the map exactly and he made it he made it into a web3 thing and um um, and uh, in one of our podcasts, the one that I recorded from Dubai, I remember it was the morning that I had bought one of the timepieces. And the question was, you know, why did why did I buy it? And it was it was their Metaverse edition. Um, of course, uh, it's a third of the purchase price. I mean, let's leave it at that. Like we said, we don't show <laughs> projects in any of these conversations. Um, but uh, but I bought it for as a digital collectible because, to your point, I think it's a unique brand. Uh, it was it was a limited number it kind of makes sense uh but fascinating that um a i was fascinated that keith went to moonpay um i thought he would go on to build something bigger and better at time and you know time a part of aol time warner there's so much opportunity for this not anymore is it is it right yeah time is a time long spun out of uh of that world Ah, oh, so yeah. this is so a Benioff. So, where, so uh, to, to tell me, tell me a little bit, Gary, about what's going on with time and and well, and what I mean, yes, yeah, it, it, it's definitely it's definitely not part of um of AOL Time Warner anymore. Oh. Uh, but yes, Benioff bought it. So, uh, Salesforce founder Mark Benioff now owns yeah. Time Inc. Right, um, right. It was he he acquired it from the Meredith Corporation, who acquired it from the Gosh. big you know Time Media conglomerate. Um, so it's, it's transferred hands a few times 
And I didn't uh, know yeah, now, yeah, now there's a billionaire who owns it. Fantastic. And and so so when when he left, I thought, wow, what a what a big you know, it it was sort of a dent on the whole roadmap. But he is helping timepieces from the outside in some way, um, um, which is great. Uh, part of me says maybe he's just it's just FOMO that he doesn't want to let go of his old team. He's making that making the connections. Uh, this reminds me of uh, when uh, Microsoft bought Nokia, uh, and uh, when Microsoft bought Nokia, it was bo- the CEO of Microsoft uh, or one of the senior executives in Microsoft had come from Nokia. So it was kind of it. They were like, wow, they went in there and then they looked back and they knew what how they could strike a deal and they struck a deal. Clearly, Keith must have struck a really good deal. A part of it must be FOMO, right? You leave a big organization um, and then you look back and go, wow, I wish, I wish I could keep a bridge going. But what do you think they're going to do, though? This partnership? No, it just makes it easier for people to buy timepieces, right? Because now I don't have to fund uh, or f- figure out a way to fund my my uh, self-custody wallet, which is really difficult. And MoonPay makes it much easier. Um, we've used MoonPay on the flow chain. And it really is swipe a credit card or put a credit card number in, buy um, you know, a f- stable coin, and then transfer that stable coin, use that stable coin directly to buy NFT assets. Is that all? Is that, I mean, I, I wonder if there is more to more. No, to I don't this. think so. I, okay. I think that's it. I think that, I mean, that, that, that's the, that's the service that MoonPay provides. It's a very valuable service. Um, that all that fiat on ramp is really, really important for the scale of web three in the future. So MoonPay should not diversify their offerings at this point. They should just get this right. If they become the leading provider for fiat on ramp solutions for, uh, for first time users, um, they will make an absolute killing. Next, South Korea launches an online metaverse replica of its capital city, Seoul, to improve public services. Well, this is really hilarious. So, look, Seoul was the first city to say that they wanted to go into the metaverse, right? I get it. I get that they want to be in the forefront of doing all things Web3, all things metaverse. But to pay my electricity bill, I would rather have the least amount of engagement Right. I just want to swipe on a fast payment system, scan a QR code, move on with it. I don't want to be going into Decentraland or or Sandbox, walking about, going and meeting a counter staff and saying hello to them and saying, hey, can I pay in Sand, please? Or can I pay in Matic, please? Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the game is here, um, but, um, you know, my brain hurts thinking about this. Yeah, you know what? Um, give them credit for putting their money where their mouth is. They said they were going to do it when they first announced it. A lot of people made fun of them for it. Um, and uh, maybe they're still wrong about this, but at least they did it. They actually built it. Um, it's phased, and this is the first phase. But supposedly, according to their release, and I haven't actually I, – I, I've been looking for videos uh, of people actually live playing through or using it, and I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, but supposedly, you can actually – do things in the metaverse. You can actually um, get government agencies to give you ID and whatnot um, as part of the services in the metaverse. I, listen, I, I I love the fact that they're investing in it. Seoul and Korea are have put a lot of money in general into Web three. Right, there's some of the world's biggest players are coming out of Korea, not only in technology build but definitely in capital, funded a lot actually by the big uh, uh, you know Chebol families, um, including Samsung. 
we of course also know that uh, that Luna Terra came out of um, Seoul, so it's probably something they want us to to forget about uh, right now. Uh, but anyway, a lot of money flowing around in Korea for Web three. So this is this is cool. But to Suresh's point, at the end of the day, it comes down to user experience, and I feel like this is just a really, really, really difficult thing to use to get something that should be simple done, right? Uh, we don't want bureaucracy to be even more complicated than it needs to be, uh, than it already is today. And I think jumping into a metaverse and walking around to do things is much di more difficult than jumping on a website. So I don't really see the value of it yet, but it is multi-phased. We are three years away from them completing this project in 2026. So let's see, maybe in three years, we'll change our minds, Suresh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, right? I think I think there is a, there is a separate podcast episode here, Gary, which is when does Web3 become a means to an end? And when does Web3 become an end in itself? And I see lots of enterprises thinking about this and they, they start thinking about, oh, what do we do in Web3? No, actually, you solve your product market fit and maybe Web3 is, a, is the one that's going to bridge you to solve your product market fit faster or get you to scale or get you to reach new audiences or get you to, into a growth path. So... Yeah, I, I think I think we should think about it and have a chat about this at some point. Yeah. And we're back to the question. If you build it, will they come? Number three, Avalanche partners with Amazon Web Services to boost subnet deployments. Okay, so this is re really interesting. And I think we're going to see more and more of these kinds of announcements. Um, there is one aspect of infrastructure that I don't think enough people are talking about, which is that uh, blockchain is great. But as blockchain continues to scale, you're going to increasingly have these subnets, right? These are parts of the chain that are more private, uh, or I, sh I shouldn't say private, but ne not necessarily um, part of mainnet, um, but are, are, are separate chains that uh, individual companies or projects are running for the sake of efficiency, right? Um, for you know, processing and transaction speed, they eventually consolidate up in some way. Um, in, in Ethereum, there's going to be a lot of ZK roll-ups, um, there's going to be optimistic rollups, all these kinds of ways to roll up transactions that happen on a side chain, on a subnet, whatever it is. Um, and somebody needs to be running these things. Remember, running a blockchain requires a lot of computing power. Um, and these nodes that are distributed everywhere actually need to be incentivized to actually do the, uh, well, you know, the do, do the validation, right? Um, and and actually, you know, mint the the, the blocks. So um, if you are launching a private project, if you're launching a corporate enterprise project, oftentimes what you need to do is you need to create, uh, you need to actually find infrastructure, server infrastructure to run your chain. Um, so AWS and Google have both really gotten into this. And we know that the big cloud service providers like uh, Alibaba in mainland China are also getting into this in China. Um, this is going to be huge business, I believe, for all of these cloud server providers. So it makes sense to me that AWS is starting to make these announcements. Avalanche is one of those, I would say, top three or four, quote unquote, um, Ethereum killers or Ethereum competitors. Um, and we haven't heard a lot about Avalanche and, and AVAX over the course of the last six months as they've supposedly been improving their um, their core infrastructure. Uh, but it, they're still there. They're still very much there. Uh, you still have projects that are building on them. And those projects, because of the way Avalanche is actually built, actually do require um, their own subnets. They actually need to deploy their own server networks um, to, 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 to run uh, their, their applications. So in that 
in that sense, AWS doing this makes a lot of sense. I think we spoke about this in either one of the early episodes or maybe in our sort of uh, uh, test episodes. I think interesting to think about decentralization at what level is decentralization happening and eventually even even uh, blockchains need computing and they will go to centralized providers of some sort so it'll be really interesting to map out what portions are centralized what portions are decentralized how does permissionless happen and then the whole layering of it maybe maybe there's a schematic that we need to draw i mean aws brilliant business um crown jewel uh, for Amazon, um, as we see, um, hugely profitable. Um, and, and in some ways, uh, I understand that a third of the third of the applications on the internet sits on AWS. I'm not sure how true it is. Someone told me this. And I, and I also remember that we spoke about a third of Ethereum um, computing happens on AWS, uh, which is huge. Um, so, you know, it's anybody's guess that when new chains come about or L2s come about and they need computing, they need to go to somebody like this, right? You need a grown-up to come into the room and say, okay, we'll do this for you. Number four, surprise, surprise. Crypto lender Genesis is filing for bankruptcy. Holy smokes. Um, so so Genesis's parent company slash the biggest investor, I think, is is a Digital Currency Group, Yeah. right? And uh, Digital Currency Group is a mega, mega VC, right? They're, they're, they're probably, you know, they are one of the big ones after A16Z, uh, who has been like pushing the agenda big time. Their investments include Coindesk, Chain Analysis, Decentraland, uh, insane, insane investments, right? And, uh, and um, when, when Genesis said that they lost $175 million in, the, um, in Gary's BFF, SBFs, uh, fallout. Uh, uh, we 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 sort of uh, knew that this was coming, right? Then they had this dispute with Gemini. There was just this whole thing going on. Um, they have had a really, really, really rough patch over the last maybe four to six months. Um, so I would imagine that you know this was inevitable, right? It just has to come. Uh, by the way, there is no way that Genesis only lost 175 million. There's absolutely no way, right? Like DCG at last count supposedly have assets of close to 30 billion dollars. The fact that DCG uh, or um, Genesis itself is filing for bankruptcy means that the group can't save it. So, uh, because they really need Genesis, right? Like Genesis and Gray- Grayscale, which is the uh, asset manager, they, they 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 do work hand in hand, and this is a huge huge hit. To Barry Silbert and his reputation as a um, not only an OG in the space, but a like a freaking genius in this space. Um, so I, I mean, they Genesis lost a lot more than 175 million dollars. Um, this was inevitable. I'm actually surprised it took this long for them to finally file. They must have tried every which way to save Genesis. Um, but it was, I mean, the, the 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 writing was on the wall the moment FTX went down. Everyone in this space knew that the uh the earning or borrowing um you know products that uh that uh genesis had were i mean they they were unstable at best um they obviously were oh you know they 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 powered a lot of the levers that was in the uh in the industry and um ftx was on that book uh and when ftx can't return money um, the way that FTX, I mean, obviously can't return those that that money. Genesis was going to be in trouble. Uh, now attached to this is Gemini. You mentioned this, Suresh. Uh, I don't think Gemini lasts much longer than this. 
Um, I, 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 you know, again, both of these two organizations quite opaque, uh, but Gemini was so, tied so closely to Genesis, um, and their urn product really was is, is was so important to Gemini, and that was completely operated by Genesis. Effectively, Gemini was just the marketing front for um for a lending product. Um, and they, 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 you know, they, they, they provide a liquidity. So now Gemini customers aren't going to get their money back. Um, and, uh, and so I'm, I think that we're within days of, if, uh, well, weeks, if not days from hearing about Gemini also going into bankruptcy, that would be my guess. Wow. Well, but this is where, I mean, something has to happen around customer protection, right? All of these customers, all their hard earned money, many of them, it's, will, will they ever see their money? out of the exchange will they ever get to see um you know all the all the stuff that they put in hopefully all the, all the coins that they have you know, a funny thing of course is um coindesk broke the ftx story right that's right uh and dcg owns coindesk yes um we now know as of like a day or so ago lazard is now shopping coindesk right they are trying to liquidate their assets to try, I mean, I guess save as much of DCG as possible. Um, definitely trying to save Grayscale. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> editorial independence, good for them, right? Uh, Coindesk broke the story that broke the industry that eventually led to the downfall of its own owner. I mean, yeah, there's editorial independence right there. Amazing, amazing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that what you say is true, and I hope that you know that's 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 what transpired and you know and and uh, have coindesk written about genesis oh i'm sure they have i'm okay. sure have. the the, the coindesk folks are incredible they uh so there's no way they're going to they they're, they're going to you know save their bullets for that yeah fascinating i mean we will i mean the contagion is what we worry um we were nearly hoping that when we did the year end episode we were nearly hoping that 2022 was over and when we when we come into 2023 markets are going to look up the sun is going to shine on us and and uh web i don't know i feel like you remember that episode differently than me i think we are all <laughs> hoping but we all knew that this shoe was going to drop yeah. <laughs> that the Genesis Gemini shoe was going to drop. And then at that point, then we will actually start to see the ripples. They were kind of holding, they were the yeah. dam. Um, and once Genesis defaults um, and Gemini has the default, there's a bunch of other things that are going to come afterwards. So the chain reaction, the proper chain reaction, I think is going to start now that Genesis is officially filed. Maybe when I said new, the new year will bring us uh, good fortune, I was talking about the Chinese new year. Maybe, maybe. Let's see. Just wait a few more days. By the way, as the producer of this show, I feel obliged to make a disclaimer. SBF isn't our best friend and certainly did not invest in this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for making that. I don't know why Suresh keeps bringing this up. No, Everyone just, seems to be my best friend. CZ is the best friend. SBF is the best friend. Elon Musk is our best friend. We talked about, the, about them a lot. Like if we know them, but we don't. Did you know SBF doesn't drink all that much? Oh, yeah. So he would not be happy with Web3 and Whiskey, or at the very least, he would not be a fan. Okay, on to our last item. HSBC subsidiary Hansen Bank becomes the first bank in Hong Kong to launch an NFT wallet. Uh, this is kind of big news, although then I looked into it. I thought this was big news, I should say. And then I looked into it, and then I was like, eh. Um, so so Hansen Bank is important. 
It's a, it's a, it's a very important bank to Hong Kong, to Asia. It is a subsidiary of HSBC. So I cannot wait until I pass the mic to Suresh to talk about this. Um, and, uh, and, and frankly speaking, Hansen Beck has actually been at the forefront of a lot of digital innovation in, uh, in Asian banking, in Asian consumer banking. Um, so when I heard that they were launching their own NFT wallet, I was like, ooh, are they providing custodial solutions for crypto assets? to their customers who might be PI, professional investors in Hong Kong. That would be incredible. And then I looked into it, and this is a nothing burger, an absolute nothing burger. Literally, if you look at the FAQ, it's just a bunch of questions with the answer being no, you can't do this, no, you can't do this, no, you can't do this. This is, of course, a custodial wallet. We don't even know whether or not it's actually NFTs. I can't figure out like what chain it's built on. And all we know is that uh, the, in this quote-unquote wallet, Hansen Bank is going to, uh, you know, I guess airdrop um, a specific, like a specific god of wealth NFTs. I mean, it is Chinese New Year, so god of wealth is kind of important to Hong Kong people um, as rewards for specific customers. And those quote-unquote NFTs are not transferable; they're not tradable. They have zero utility. You can't sell them. You can't use them to redeem anything. Um, like, wh- what is that NFT? Is it even an NFT? I don't think so. I'm guessing it's at a it's a it's a, it's a lazy minted quote unquote NFT. Uh, it's, so it's really just a JPEG that gets dropped into a quote unquote wallet that you can now download, which then asks for your email address, your PII, effectively. So Hansen Bank is now get using another app to collect more PII and not delivering anything of worth to it. So what was the point of going through the trouble of actually building a mobile app, both Android and iOS, by the way, getting them approved and then making a big fuss about this? I don't know. I don't think this is not a thing. This is not a real thing. So look, I mean, firstly, you're right. Hang Seng Bank have done lots of cool stuff in the past. One of the things that they did was um, they did a health engagement platform for their life insurance business called Olive, which is really good. It's a rewards platform. It's And Hang Seng Bank has deep heritage in Hong Kong. Um, as banks go, you either take a stance that you're really hi- hyper-international for international audiences or you're hyper-domestic for super local audiences. And Hang Seng plays a big role for local customers um, you know, their communication, conversation, everything, their advertising, everything is very is hyper local uh, for Hong Kongers, which is great. It 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 from a market positioning perspective, fantastic. Uh, there is a lot of talent transfer between uh, the parent organization and the subsidiary, uh, which is which is really cool. Um, they they share lots of technology, which is really cool. Um, so I was so excited. I I thought, wow. Firstly, I know the folks over there. I should send them a note saying, well done you. Wow, I'm so happy that you did this. Also because I thought this is going to get everyone in Hong Kong excited. All banks would start doing custodial because they would have, they would have, there would be, they would have had conversations with the regulators and said, okay, this is how we are going to do it. The only, and, yeah, that's the only way they could have actually yes. done custodial wallet for crypto assets. I was, I was super excited like you were. So I downloaded it, right? And then, and then I did sign up for it. And then they said, <laughs> Then they said, well, if you're a customer of the bank, we will send you a notification. So that was the end of the chain, right? So I don't know how many Web3 
um you know community members are customers of i don't know i don't know if that intersection is big i don't even um, think or yeah, the intersection i don't think the um, web3 community would actually do this right yeah the, like just even on the surface you you dig in uh you know one one fingernail deep and you realize that this is this is not real this is yeah. not real. i i'm hoping here's my hope right i mean as as we are going to the tunian year of the rabbit i'm hoping that we'll hop over some of these issues and um <laughs> and challenges and we will get to we will get to a place where hang seng bank is mvping this right it's a it's uh maybe they're testing it the first i'm 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 hoping that this is mvp is for non transferable existing customers eventually custodial a non transferable non sellable um you know uh for ex- some existing customers eventually all existing customers then transferable open for everyone maybe maybe that's the roadmap right maybe that's the roadmap yeah okay i mean i like your optimism i appreciate it i'm just okay i will i will abide by your optimism because it is chinese new year and as we flip the calendar to the year of the rabbit uh yes there might be great things coming from the god of nft wealth um but uh but the reality of what the product is right now is that it is nothing hey who is the who what's the what's the crypto equivalent of god of wealth <laughs> the the god the god of uh, the nft god who lost everything oh, holy smokes uh <laughs> that's not that's not good good sign for the new no. year is it no 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 we need we need to find we need to find something else i think we need web3 equivalents for all of the zeitgeist zeitgeisty historical and mythological stuff mm-hmm. yeah we have to we, we can establish our own set of uh web3 gods i'm sure by the way i really like the year of the rabbits oh gosh oh, d dubs no. d dubs <laughs> you behave okay you behave there is no eating these cute bunnies okay who are going to bring us prosperity all year do not mess with them keep that long snout of yours closed All right, gents, that's all we have for this week. Thank you, D-Dubs, for the news items. Uh, to our listeners, thank you for joining us. Please subscribe to this podcast and follow us on YouTube and leave us your comments. Join us next week as we stay on top of the latest developments in Web3. I'm Gary Liu. Thank you for listening. See you next time. <laughs>